chaos is everywhere. How's it going? Yeah, long time no talk, huh? All right. Um, actually, this is kind of a big deal because it's going to be the first ever episode of We Are Chaos because it's a discussion episode, so that's what that makes it. Woo! Technically, DJ Madman and I already recorded one, but it's a bank show, so it's not going to come out for a while. <laughs> oh, snap. So yeah, here we go. First ever episode of We Are Chaos, the discussion podcast that'll be more than just The Simpsons, but today is The Simpsons, because why not? And uh, we're talking about season six, episode 24, Lemons of Troy. Uh, Like I do every time we start with The Simpsons. Um, Had you seen this episode before? Nope. Just it hurts my heart every time. Anyway, before we dive into The Simpsons, I wanted to talk about one thing that's in, in the wrestling news right now. Because it'll be a while before we get to Chaos of Greenside, and uh, this won't be as poignant by then. Um, I guess earlier today or yesterday, Eric Bischoff uh, went off on Tony Khan. He basically said that he he wishes that he could restart WCW because he could instantly um, do a better job than Tony Khan has done, and that Tony Khan is not a genius; he's just lucky. Um. So that happened, and my brain wow. was like, "But, but, okay." Um, uh, as as a Bischoff fanboy, I like I don't usually disagree with him, but I do want to point out that he had the chance with TNA, where he might not have been running that company, but he had a lot of sway for a hot minute, and it basically all blew up in his face. So if it was so, so easy to do that, also he mistakes were repeated. Yeah. Like a lot of mistakes were repeated. And also not realizing that times had changed and such, and times have definitely changed even more if yeah. in 2022. Now, with all that being said, if he did, like, say, fuck it and start a new wrestling company, I'm definitely on board. I'm definitely going to watch. I just feel like that was a lot of um, over, like, selling what he could deliver. Um, yeah. Especially from the ground up, because that's basically what it would have to be. So... Um, yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there because it's like that's pretty big words, but it's, by the time we get to chaos at ringside again, it's gonna be like two or three weeks, so it'll be way past time to talk about it. Yeah, especially so, in the world of wrestling news, that's basically like yeah, like ancient history at that point. It makes me sad because honestly, I I really would love it if Eric could have like even just like a relationship with AEW. Not like I want him to run it, like, but he does. He is the one person in wrestling history since Vince McMahon Jr. bought uh, WWF that has actually outdone WWF for any amount of time. And that's not nothing. So there's stuff that he could definitely help with, but I, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. So, No, definitely not. And I mean, as much as you may not like it, the fact of the matter is that it's, it, like, it's on both ends. Like, he... He definitely, like, I can, like, I'll agree with you that obviously, like, he knows his shit a decent amount. Mm-hmm. But he also isn't, like, a, he's not, like, 
the be all end all of wrestling. You know what I mean? It's not like he's right, right about everything. No, and I try to but call it out. I would I... say he's he's been wrong about quite a few things. Yeah, and he definitely loves his um his personal bias get in the way of stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, some of the stuff that he was like, because he had a couple of like examples in in that statement where he said like he wouldn't have a comedy champion, which I'm not sure who that actually would apply to at the moment. Huh? A comedy yeah. champion? Yeah, like I, I don't even know who that would apply to, honestly. So he said that, mm-hmm. and then he also said that um, he wouldn't make people wait five years for a uh, a payoff, which. On the one hand, I'm not not even knock the time frame because obviously AEW has been around for five years. But on the other hand, I yeah. think he's undervaluing the fact that as a wrestling fan, I think a lot of people are enjoying the fact that there are longer payoffs. Like, I don't think that's the main problem with AEW is that they're taking too long to pay stuff off. Definitely not. But, um, but I can under- there's an argument to be made there, and that that is definitely a difference of um, philosophy. But um, yeah, no, I I don't know. Like I said, I'm not on his side on that one. I actually think he overreached by a lot there, but I wanted to mention it because I am such a big Eric Bischoff mark, and it's such a big statement for him to make. So, well, I mean, to be fair, he he if he was running a company like AEW again, we would also be seeing things like no clear fin- no clean finishes ever, and you it's not making any sense and just dropping without any sort of like. Mm-hmm. explanation so yeah now you'd hope that he would have learned from that which he might have at least the the finishes part because he always said that that was a big downfall of wcw but i don't know if he ever figured out how to fix it so Probably not. yeah oh well we'll, we'll keep watching wcw pay-per-views and everybody can decide for themselves what they think he would do if he had a wrestling company in 2022 so um, all right, so yeah, that wasn't the main thing we were doing. We were doing Simpsons, but I really just had to print that off my chest. Um, yeah. All right, so we watched uh, Lemons of Troy, which you had never seen because you're a loser. And, yep, uh, you, yep. You checks out. Yeah. Have, have no childhood whimsy in your heart. Yep. Um, also checks out. <laughs> it's definitely like right in the middle of the golden era. It's a very simple premise. Uh, Bart is given a lecture by Marge about having ta- uh, proud, yeah, pride in his town after he defaces like some cement, and then uh, as he's going around like with a new appreciation for Springfield, he goes to the old lemon tree, which is where all the kids get their lemons for lemonade, and he runs into some Shelby Villers, the town next over, and they get into a fight, and then later on. Uh, Basically, the Shelby Villers steal the lemon tree, and then Bart and a bunch of kids, and eventually Homer and a bunch of adults have to go back into Shelbyville to steal the tree back. And of course, they do. And um, it has very many parallels to Troy <laughs> and the um, that whole the war with Troy and the Trojan horse. But we'll get into that. So, yeah, I I don't know. I love this episode. I um, it's one. Of, I think it's one of the first times we really get to see the Shelbyville rivalry in like full, like you know, relief. Yeah. Like, what were your fun. thoughts? Yeah. What were your thoughts overall as someone that apparently had never seen this episode again? I don't know how that's possible, but I'll let it go. <laughs> yeah. No. It was. It was. It was a fun episode. Uh, I enjoyed. Uh, 
I enjoyed basically Shelbyville just being like, like basically just being Springfield, and just like having exact replicas of every character. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That was a lot that. of fun. Um, also, they kind of bring that back later because uh, if you notice when they go past the school, it's an exact like it's exactly the same school. There's a joke like eight or nine seasons later where uh, Lisa gets dropped off at the wrong school and some kid comes up and says, oh yeah, no, all the schools in this area were built off identical plans. So, <laughs> so that's why the Shelbyville school looks the same. Um, but I, man, I just, I, one of my f- reasons I wanted to do this is because I randomly came across the clip uh, of uh, Martin Prince uh, attacking the kid at the lemonade stand in Shelbyville. It's one of my favorite parts, and I love the song that he sings at the end when Nelson saves him from getting beat up. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But, all, but also the just the chagrin of Nelson, like, oh, man, I really have to help him. Uh, fine. Um, I mean, that, that was fun. That's They're obviously the ultimate pairing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, no, they should have had their own buddy episode. I don't know if that's possible anymore because the person that played Martin died a few years back. But um, let's see, what else is there in this episode that I really... Um, well, one of the things you really should point out is that this is one of those episodes that has a meme that's a very popular, that part where the dad in Shelbyville like bites the lemon and his oh, you know, yeah. face puckers. Yeah, that's all over. That This is where that comes from. That's all over the internet now. Because it's hilarious, but, but I think the the king of all lines in this episode is when they sneak into the impound yard with a uh, with the RV, and uh, Homer comes out of it and says, "No one in history has ever been this clever." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. That got me. That was good. Oh, I'm just. Man, I just, I love this episode so much. There's just nothing bad about it at all. <laughs> also, the the weird respect that the kids show Grandpa is hilarious. Where? Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to talk about, there's a fan theory that I think basically comes from this episode, which is kind of interesting when you really break the whole thing down. So during the episode, we learned the reason that... <laughs> Shelbyville and Springfield were separated in colonial times is because uh, <laughs> the Shelbyville, the guy named Shelbyville, wanted to found a town where he could marry his cousins. And Springfield's like, why would we found a town where we marry our cousins? <laughs> but what's really funny about that is later on in the episode, Millhouse's mom says, I'm from Shelbyville. And his dad says, and it burns me up inside. But if you pay attention they obviously look like exactly alike so the theory is that they are cousins and that's why they got married because she's from shelbyville and they got married in shelbyville so i I don't know if that's true but it's it definitely would explain why they look exactly alike (laughs) um also just some really good homer stuff by stealing flanders rv which I think this is only the second time we get to see Flanders RV in like the first season. I think in the, like the first or second episode might be the second one. Cause it'd be after the Christmas special um, Flanders buys an RV 
And this is before he was like kind of a nice person, really. So he comes and brags to Homer about how cool his RV is and tells him he should get an RV on credit. And then Homer gets a crappy RV and like they go in the woods and that's the adventure. But I think this is like four or five seasons later. And this is the only second time you see his RV is them going to Shelbyville and Homer just taking full advantage of everything that's in his RV, which is really funny. Uh, so anything um, in particular stand out to you that you like was like, um, wow, that was really weird or funny. Uh, I really enjoyed how uh, the parents were all like, we got to, we got to get our kids. And then as soon as they're like, finally, let's, all right, we found you. Let's get out of here. But they're like, no, because they're like, no, they took our lemon tree. And then the parents are all of a sudden like, what? All right, no, we got to get Like, it just, it really embodies the whole, um, uh, it really embodies the whole, like, lemon tree being, like, uh, a real, like, part of the town and not just, you know, not just something like the grandpa was just telling, like, the children, you know what I mean? Like, just that it really, like, it really solidifies that, yeah, this rivalry really is going on the whole time. Also, them just hopping into Flanders RV and being like, no time to wipe your shoes. That's really funny. Yeah, there's another episode. I don't know if it was before this one or after, but like Lisa kind of goes through like the the different things the towns have done to each other. Uh, Let me see if I can remember the list. They built a mini mall, so we had to build a bigger mini mall. They made the world's largest pizza, so we burned down their city hall. (laughs) (laughs) And then Hover's like, yeah, they swore they'd get us back by spiking our water supply, but they were too chicken. And in the in the kitchen, you see Marge take a drink of water, and she just goes, oh, the walls are melting again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this, this continues. And I do, like, I love the little side jokes about when they stop at the gas station for directions, and the Shelbyville guys are so proud because they're, you know, their kids don't have any discipline. And then he says, yeah, that's probably why they lose to us in football almost half the time clearly showing that it's like even split, but somehow they're better. Yeah. Um, there's also a really funny episode where um, there's a, they go to Shelbyville and there's a play that they put on. And one of the characters is Springfield Billy, who is like a, is a hillbilly. And it's just, yeah, it's, it, I love the, it's a continuing thing. And I love every time they bring up the Shelbyville Springfield rivalry. Um, let's see. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, no. I like that. But I also love the, because it really does seem to work out this way in real history. The explanation of why they planted lemons, Grandpa says, is they planted the lemons because it's the sweetest fruit available at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, definitely more sweeter than turnips. Turnips. Yep, that was... In Shelbyville, they planted turnips because the lemon tree was haunted. That's what we yeah. find out at the very end of the episode. Yes, the heroes that got rid of the lemon tree, you know, because it was haunted. Uh, also, just another fun like callback is the Bart's about to get beat up and then just says to the kids, hey, someone's attractive cousin and all the Shelbyville kids turn around. <laughs> like, oh yeah, who? Oh, uh, they really, they really built the town based on uh, marrying your cousin. Yeah. Ah, oh, that was great. 
Oh, yeah, such it, a fun episode. Yeah, a lot of little like insights like that, like little just little jokes. Probably one of the best callbacks is the flying motorcycle when when Bart's in trouble. He's like, "Oh man!" Because earlier, Chris Frank asked him if he wanted to like test out his new flying motorcycle, and he said no because there was wet cement. Yeah, no <laughs> time. There's wet cement to be to be uh, met with. And then when he's in trouble, he's like, oh, man, I wish I had that flying motorcycle now. And there's Frank going, you had your chance. You had your chance. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, there's nothing bad to say about this episode. Um, it, it is weird to me that it's right before the uh, cool uh, season finale, because it's one of the more famous season finales. It's called Who Shot Mr. Burns? At some point we'll do it, but it's a two-parter. And the explanation's really funny, but it's just weird that, um, not weird, it's just these seasons are so good that every episode almost is a classic. I The other night I was sitting here just going through the different episodes, and I literally went through the first, like, eight episodes and could not pick out an episode that I would call bad. Like, I was like, nope, that good, good, good. It got to, like, season 10 before I saw one. I was like, eh, that's not the best. But the fact that there's 10 seasons of episodes that I really can't find fault with is just amazing. Yeah. Also, weird convergence. I just wanted to point this out because it kind of freaked me out just how old I'm getting. Um, the Simpsons did it episode of South Park. I just watched that the other day. Yeah. Just, just as a guess, how many seasons of The Simpsons do you think there were when they did that episode? When they did that episode? Right, when South Park did the episode, The Jesus. Simpsons did it, everything under the sun. What, how many seasons would you guess? Man, Jesus, that South Park episode was like a long time ago. Yeah. Mm, maybe like 15, maybe? Uh, you actually gave it two extra seasons. It was season 13. Oh, wow. Okay. Simpsons. And that's like 20-something years ago, and they were saying that The Simpsons did everything after 13 seasons, and there's been 20 more. Just made me feel very old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what else makes me feel old? Knowing that South Park episode is that old. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it was like season six, and they're coming up on season like 25 or 26 now. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> I mean... Good news, the episode's still really funny. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. Oh, uh, but okay. But yeah, so oh, I, I think that's part of the reason we do The Simpsons, just to make ourselves feel old, or at least makes me feel old. That makes me feel really old. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it made me feel really old as I was sign what to watch on South Park. I'm like, oh yeah, we're getting to like getting to that season. I'm like, oh, these are the episodes I really remember watching and like rewatching. I'm like, oh, they're 20 years old now. And damn it. Okay. Um anyway. So I think I that, that should be about it for Lemons of Troy. Uh a wonderful episode. If you haven't ever watched it somehow, go and watch it now. Like, I should have told you to do that at the beginning, but go and watch it now, because it is hilarious. Doing there's cowards. nothing horrible about it. I will also say great shout-out to WWE, because uh, as this episode proved, I would have been able to figure out the Tiger Cage based on WrestleManias, you know, <laughs> or Rocky movies, whichever one. Um, 
Yeah. No, you, don't think the, you don't think the history degree would have helped at all? No, no, not back then. Not when I was like 10 years old. Oh, I would definitely oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. No, I, like now I know Roman numerals, but yeah, like that age definitely would have had to have been WrestleManias. So. Wow. Anywho. Um, all right, so let's see what's coming up next. On Friday, there will be a bonus episode with uh, myself and DJ Man Member. We watched uh, Hungry, Hungry Homer, um, which is an, obviously another Simpsons episode. This is before we were doing We Are Chaos, so it, it still says chaos everywhere. But um, it was a fun episode. It's the one where he goes on a hunger strike to stop the baseball team from moving to Albuquerque. It's definitely it's interesting as a kind of counterpoint, because if you notice when I did the synopsis of this episode, it's all very much one like flowing story. Like Bart graffitis the town. His mom comes up and yells at him. It directly leads to him going to war with Shelbyville for town pride. Mm-hmm. The episode hungry, hungry Homer, like a lot of the later episodes, which by that, I mean anything after season 12, 20 something years ago, um, basically starts off with Homer deciding to stand up for Lisa when she doesn't get a part in her um, like Lego set. And then that starts him off standing up for all sorts of random people till he accidentally finds out about the, the isotopes. So the actual meat of the story has nothing to do with how it starts. And I think that's a very big difference between the golden age and later episodes is that there's a non-connect. The story doesn't always flow as one cohesive story after like season 10. And it's an interesting little byproduct that I noticed this last time we did that episode. So check it out, see what you think. Um, but yeah, any other than that, Eric, uh, thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Uh, follow us on Twitter at chaos pod show. Follow me at last Gilchrist one. You can also write the show at chaos pod show at gmail.com. Especially if you want to, you know, start your own wrestling company, and have us book it for you. We would definitely do that feel yep. free all we need is someone with the money the talents the connections and we could do we'll it we'll do all the rest yeah, we'll, we'll take care of the show itself we're fine um but uh yeah uh, let's see oh i did want to just let everybody know what's happening so the reason we're doing the simpson episode is because of work stuff and schedule it just became hard to do a whole pay-per-view Next week, though, is Memorial Day when we're going to be recording, so we have more time. We're definitely going to do the pay-per-view, which would be Slamboree 96. Um, I have no idea what actually happens in it. It's it's a really weird moment because Slamboree 96 is in, uh, I want to say, May? Yeah, May of 96. June, like the next month, Scott Hall is already premiered as Scott Hall. And then the next, I think the next month after that is Hogan turning and joining the NWO. So we're right on the cusp of what I would call the good WCW, but it's still going to be weird Dungeon of Doom WCW for this next pay-per-view, I'm going to assume. Um, after that, we'll do Chaos at Ringside, which will include our stuff about, um, what's it called, Double or Nothing. And um, then we're going to go back and WWF pay-per-view, and then we'll be back to basically normal. And at some point in there, we're probably going to finish up with seasons one and three of uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Ooh. So lots of stuff coming up. And actually, also, while I'm thinking of it, we're almost at our two-year anniversary, if you oh, think about it. That's only about two months away. So where were you two years ago when I sat on my toilet and recorded a brief trailer about this podcast? Oh, uh, how far... How far we've come. Now I have a chair in the living room. 
and that's where I record. Ah, yes. Anyway. How far I can come? Wait, what? What now? Huh? Excuse um, me. I think there's no better place to end this episode than there. So yeah, join us on Friday, and I hope everybody has a good Memorial Day uh, weekend because we'll probably do that before you hear from us again. Yeah, probably. So, if I'm doing the math right, anyway. Have a good night, everybody. Who's here? Suck.